Welcome back, everybody, to In the Trenches podcast. This is podcast 18, and we have a very special guest, Jimmy Gomez, the one and only Mr. Calf Man himself. It's going to be a great episode, and we're excited that you are tuning in today. We're going to be talking about leadership development and being consistent as a leader. We hope you enjoy today's conversation, and without any further ado, here's the podcast. What's going on, everybody? Hope you're having an amazing day today. We have the one and only Jimmy Gomez on the podcast today. Jimmy, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. How about you, you guys? I'm doing great, man. It's great to see you here. It's great to see you in um, Orange County. You know, we don't get to see you very often, so it's a great time when you're down here hanging out and just having a good time. Absolutely. I love being up here. This is home. <laughs> yeah, there we go. How are you guys doing, Elliot and Gary? Good. What's up? Hey, we're, this is episode 18. Watch mm-hmm. out. Joey might try to date this episode. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you were thinking on that one. I When you did the intro, I didn't know what number it was. And then you said it was 18, <laughs> and that's it came to me then. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man, that's, 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 that's rough. Keep man. it in. <laughs> yeah, no. That, uh... Sorry, you gotta Joey. have thick skin to be our friendship group. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, today we went to lunch, and so, um, yeah, we were at lunch today. A group of us youth pastors getting ready, planning some things, and uh, that waitress went in. Yeah, on the, I ordered. She, the waitress <laughs> is taking drink orders. That's true. And Charlie gets a Dr Pepper, of course, and Gary gets a iced tea. And then everyone else kind of getting just water or whatever. And it was like a breakfast dinery place. Uh, and so they had grapefruit juice. They had all these different juices. And so I did something simple. I said, can I have grapefruit juice and orange juice, right? Nothing crazy. That's pretty crazy. The waitress went off on me and kept calling me <laughs> Karen, which also, by the way, <laughs> that offends me on another level because that's my mom's name. So, hey, stop hating on Karen's. Because uh, my mom's an amazing lady, but yeah, it's just a rough, rough time at lunch. It was a great time. I love yeah, it. She wouldn't stop too. She just kept going in on me. I asked a simple thing. Yeah, it's like, is this what Arnold Palmer had to go through all those years <laughs> of just like I want iced tea and lemonade, and then I assume is that's that how, how he talks. I was about to say, is that how he talks? I assume. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't yeah. know either. I will say this though. Um, so obviously, everyone that listens knows that apparently I'm some. It happened. I told you. <laughs> yeah. For all our non-visual audience, which is everybody, Charlie's mic just popped out of the mic stand. Um, yeah, but we're back. So, uh, again, I, I pastor in a church in Norco, and uh, one of our campus pastors listened to the podcast. Oh, no. And <laughs> he's going to shoot me. <laughs> one of their camp his, his mic popped out again, but I assume what Charlie was going to say is one of his campus pastors listened to the podcast and put his shotgun on his gun rack and is driving to meet us now. No, he's not. But no, I'm just going to have to hold this mic yeah, uh, the way it is. The what way is he going to do? What did he say? Yeah. No, he was like, I'm hurt. And I was like, why are you hurt? And he was like, because every podcast, apparently, they just sit there and roast on Norco. And apparently everyone in Norco is a redneck. And so, yeah. And then he spit out his dip. <laughs> he's like, I'm hurt. <laughs> the worst part is, is like we share an office. And so for the next like five minutes, we were talking about. Oh, is it Dylan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's not. He's not a hillbilly at all. He's like way more hip than me. Shout out to Dylan. Yeah. Del Campo. Dylan Del Campo. Go give the him a man, follow. The man, the myth, the legend. But yeah. 
And so, and then we sat there and started roasting on um, La Palma. No, not La Palma. Just like OC in general. Oh, we don't yeah. care. <laughs> hey, have you been here? <laughs> Roast is all you want. <laughs> it doesn't smell like cow poop. So <laughs> it's not cow poop. It's horse poop. But okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah right. You got to get the poop right. Poop is poop though. It's like we have horse trails in yeah, front of yeah. our church. <laughs> yeah. You got us. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful Man. weather. Close to the beach. <laughs> Orange County's the worst. Uh, <laughs> Why would anyone want a vacation? I mean, like here? it's expensive. That that is true, but it, it is really expensive. But yeah. that's besides the point. Yeah. Today we're not about talking about uh, different locations and roasting on different locations. Hey, but, instead, but if we are gonna roast on a location, <laughs> can we talk? Boy, about do we have the guest to roast on a location for? I'll roast it myself. Bro. Yeah, Imperial Valley, Jimmy, oh, living man. in. I think it's the same temperature as hell, basically. <laughs> a degree Jeez. off, but yeah. yes, Beers it's close and enough. Burgers. Yeah. Yes. That's what Satan goes for vacation, bro. Yeah, yeah. His winter vacation. Yeah, when he's done <laughs> doing music videos. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way this we is are opening on up. This thing. I offered for someone else to be on this episode today, so I'm going off. Yeah, it's like we're all around different youth pastors today, so it's just oh, opened yeah. up a can it's of worms. That's probably why. Yeah, we have meetings with other youth pastors and we oh. just yeah, this is a great episode already. But yeah, speaking about Jimmy, Jimmy, why don't you share with our listeners who you are? Like, who is Jimmy Gomez? Well, Jimmy Gomez is 34 years old, uh, been in the game for over 11 years, mm. um, married for 10, going on 11 years this year, uh, two kids, an eight-year-old and a five-year-old uh, who are full of energy. Just the best. Um, <laughs> They swear they're wrestlers. They're all into wrestling right now. <laughs> Jimmy's great kids. son, Zeph, or Hez. Hez, his son, Hez, he has a video on his phone of Hez doing the Undertaker yeah. entrance. It's the funniest thing. That's awesome. It's so cute. But And he goes, he like takes a cape off. He, he goes does. in, bro. That's it's funny. Dope. But um, yeah, man, I've been uh, doing ministry for that long and uh, married for that long. And now I find myself in Imperial which is like Elliot said, basically the weather is like hell in the summer. <laughs> they say that, you know, one of the first things they said when I got there said, they said, you know, are you ready for the hundred, one hundredth? And I was like, what's that? There's, and they said, it's a hundred days of a hundred degree weather and over. That's real? That's for real. Oh, and they no. weren't lying because they kept it a hundred. They kept it one hundred. It's over one hundred. <laughs> how you say it, Charlie. <laughs> I'm just trying to be relevant. The Norco guy trying to say that. Like, I've one hundred. That's not how you say it, dude. So, yeah, it's 100 degrees of, 100 days of 100 degree weather and up. So, the hottest it got last year was probably 123, somewhere Ooh, around there. Um, and dude. And it'd be, it'd be all right if it was just dry heat, but it's, yeah. it's humid at times, too. Gross. So, you have 80% humidity and you have that type of weather. But I'll tell you this, my favorite part of living down in the valley, um, it's not the heat, obviously. Yeah. It's it's the people. The people are great. But just being, you know, 15 minutes away from Mexico is... The food, bro. Yes. Yeah, if you don't dope. know, Jimmy is an avid foodie. You can't go... <laughs> any conference we're at, anywhere, like any state, any city, this is the man you ask, hey, where are we going to eat? Because for him, it's not just about sustenance right it's about the whole experience he will put you on he will find some location he'll he'll get the directions and uh he is the man to go to yes if you want to eat 
I felt bad because the last time Jimmy was, the last time I saw Jimmy was at um, our refresher, That's and true. Uh, he was like, "Are you ready to go eat some tacos?" And I was like, so stoked for it, and I just ended up not being able to do it. And they went and they told me the stories about it, and I'm very upset. That yeah, I saw Jimmy him also it. eats tacos anywhere he goes to. Like, like I was talking <laughs> to Dave Ramirez from Victorville about this, but you like you and Matt and that whole crew. Like you come from five minutes from Mexico to Orange County and you're like, all right, let's get tacos. And it's like, bro, that's all you guys have been eating. We got burgers and stuff down here too. But he knows all of it. He knows all the spots. Yeah. Um, and, and there's there's a, uh, a question that I know all our listeners are yes. wanting to know. And that is, um, how do you get your calves so big? <laughs> I would say it's just genetic, man. There's nothing that I do. That He's built <laughs> different. Amen. That is. So you didn't like walk or run or bike a lot. It just happened. I did you bike were a, a lot as a toddler with those cats. Imagine <laughs> came out the womb. <laughs> no, it's just genetic. Really? Yes. Yeah. So in high school you had big calves too. In high schools I had big calves too. Wow. Yeah. Lucky you. You got big calves, but an even yeah. bigger heart for students. <laughs> yep. That's that's who he is. That is Jimmy Gomez. Well, let's dude, I thought. This doesn't matter before you get into this, but somebody yeah. told me when I first met Jimmy that his last name was Gomes and it was so weird and they were so confident that for the first three years of our friendship, I like would correct people like they'd be like, oh, Jimmy Gomez. I'd be like, no, 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 man. Jimmy Gomes. That's his last name. And so still sometimes I accidentally call him that because like Gomez makes sense. It's a last name that I've heard before, but someone told me like so confidently, no, 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 it's Gomes. I want to know who did that. I don't even remember. And it just messed me up. And so like, and then he's like, no man, it's Gomez. And I was like, oh, well that makes sense. But Jimmy yeah. Gomez, Jimmy Gomez. Um, I, we got to talk to Jimmy, um, before recording this podcast and I asked Jimmy, I was like, what are you passionate about? And, uh, we had this idea of development of leaders. And I want to ask you this question, Jimmy, why is this a, a passion for you of developing leaders? I would say, man, uh, we are in desperate need of leadership in today. Uh, you know, when I look at youth ministry, uh, f you know, 10, 20 years ago, there was an influx of leadership. There was mm -hmm. a big old pool of leaders. And, you know, you could, you know, whenever there was an opening for youth ministry position, you can find people to fill yeah. that role. And I feel like in today's day and age, like it's harder to find capable individuals that can lead a ministry. Yeah. Um, in a way that that will be reflective and relevant to the generation that we're living in and so to me i i find it a part like part of my passion is just to raise up people mm. uh to be the leaders that god has called them to be and and you know maybe perhaps it comes from a place where it's for so long i feel that in youth ministry we've done a lot of entertaining of yeah. people mm. and not enough leading of people mm. and so i i think we're at a place where something definitely need, needs to give and so leadership to me and leadership development is something that I'm really, really passionate about. Mm, that's yeah. good. Uh, and the, then I'm going to open up with this question now then, too. When it comes to training leaders and the development of leaders, what are some processes that you guys follow or you guys do when it comes to that um, topic of leadership? So for me, the, the biggest thing to do is, one, I want to develop and build a relationship with these individuals. Mm. Uh, so... Who are they? What are they passionate about? What are they? What do they want to do? Because as you're building a relationship with people, you soon find out that 
what where their heart really is at. Mm-hmm. And maybe their heart isn't for youth ministry. Maybe their heart is for kids. Maybe their heart's mm-hmm. for something else that doesn't fit the youth model. That's so key, right? But there. but they've been in youth ministry just because they wanted to help out. Mm-hmm. But you know, Jim Collins says it in his book, Good to Great. You know, about talking about the, finding your seat on the bus. And it's not that they're on the wrong bus, they're just in the wrong seat. Mm-hmm. And so by building relationships with these individuals, you've learned to put them in the right seat on the bus. Yeah. Because if they're not in the right seat, then, you know, things aren't going to work out uh, cohesively or they're not going to work out the way you want them to work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing I would say is you got to get the buy-in from your leaders at that point. So, like, after you build relationships, you want to get that buy-in of, uh, in, in regards to your mission and vision. Uh, so if you don't get that buy-in from your leaders, I think what ends up happening is that you carry around dead weight mm. um, and it just hurts your ministry more than it benefits it. So if they can't buy into your mission or vision, I think it's time for them to go. Mm. Um, and I know it sounds harsh, but I'd rather have people on my team that are on board with what I'm trying to accomplish and what God's calling me to do than having to carry around baggage that of people that don't really want to be there you know and so so those are the first two things and the last one it's just um i bank on what i call the three c's Mm. which is commitment consistency and communication those three things are vital to me so i want people to be committed and and at times you know we we can get so lax on on individuals commitment so it's like oh well you know they go to school they work they do this well if they can't commit to it on a weekend week out basis then maybe this isn't for them because mm-hmm. i need people to be committed to this i need yeah. people to to have that consistency as well which is the second thing um and consistency is key like if you we we're so good at doing like one tuesday night or wednesday night good right yeah and then the next week it just falls you know to pieces but it, we're living in an inconsistent society where things are changing constantly. And the last thing I want students to, to realize is that their leaders at church mm-hmm. are inconsistent as well. And so I don't need students to have an inconsistent picture of Jesus as well yeah. because of the way we're leading. And the last thing is communication. You'd be surprised how, um, how horrible people are at communicating. Yeah. Like they can communicate through their phones all the time, but there's no communication otherwise. Yeah, no, that's super good. And I love the first thing you said too, when it comes to like finding their seat on the bus in a way, because I feel like so many times, especially in leadership, especially youth leadership, it's like we, we run around trying to find as many leaders as we can. And sometimes we get them into a position, whether it is in youth leadership, that maybe that's not where they're called to. And we run with it because just because we're looking for bodies, we're looking for people um, to fill certain positions. And I think that's super key when it comes to developing leaders is maybe even though they're with you now, maybe that's not where God's calling them to. I think that is so good. That's so good. Um, But what about you guys? What do you you guys think when it comes to like developing leaders? What are some um, traits that you guys look for or even um, you implement when it comes to the training? Before we go there, I wanted to follow up with something Jimmy said as far as I think getting rid of leaders is something we're all like, oh, you can't get rid of a leader. Mm. But, it, it, man, if you are a youth pastor and you have a leader who's just constantly fighting your leadership or your vision or your direction or where the youth group is going, I've heard too many stories like this of, of guys that just feel like they have to put up with this leader because um, their parents are a board member or Ooh, they're someone in the church. Good. Um, God's called them, not you, to lead this youth ministry. Yeah. And so... If your lead pastor can't get behind that, I mean, 
I don't know. My, you, you can't have someone in your team that's constantly fighting your team and make a move, make a decision. I mean, yeah. if, if, if you're chosen to lead this youth ministry at this season, then God's speaking to you. And, and, you know, if this person was supposed to lead it, they'd, they'd have your job, but they yeah. don't. Yeah. And, and so, um, man, you, you don't want to have to put up with something like that for too long because the longer you do, the more damage they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and sometimes it is, um, like, friendship based it can be as well like because mm. i'm sure we're all this way with our yep. leaders is like it's it's family you know yeah and, and that's like the weird dynamic and i'm sure we've talked about this in some of the past podcasts just about that's why like relationship with other youth pastors have been so beneficial to me because i love my leaders and they're like family and friends and you know somewhere in my wedding like you know like just that level of relationship yeah but I'm still leading them. So it's this weird dynamic. And then sometimes that, that makes it even more uncomfortable when, you know, you're seeing things that, you know, you're compromising your standards of leadership for Mm -hmm. your buddy. Um, And like, even in the pandemic, we saw that there's just going to be good opportunities. Sometimes it's the new year. Sometimes it's the new school year, but I would always just take those little moments. Maybe it's the beginning of summer, just like constantly kind of evaluating and assessing your team and giving your team a chance too, and being like clear about expectations, whether it's something like Jimmy said, like the three C's or it's like a leadership contract or, you know, whatever. Um, and giving people a chance to step down. Cause I think I did that. And some of these friendships were able to continue. And even like to Jimmy's point about the bus, um, I think, even in like youth leadership, there are these different avenues of like places for people to be in. Um, I think Theo talked about it last week of just like someone might not want to be doing the announcements for you or leading a small group, yeah. but they could lead a video game ministry or, you know, even thinking on other terms. I've kind of like siloed in my own head, not not so like officially, but in my own head, I'm I'm aware of the core leaders that I can really trust to like take leadership and yeah. lead small groups for me and own it. And they have t- what, and some of it, it isn't just like a spiritual thing. I have some other really great leaders who just are in school right now or their mm-hmm. jobs are crazy. And so it isn't this level of like, these are the, you know, best of the best. Um, it's just like the, the season that they're in allows them to be in a place that I need them. And so I have them as leaders. Then I also have this other group of leaders who, because of time or maybe they're newer to leadership and so there's a little bit more maturity that needs to be developed there they're not at that level but they're a supporting role in leadership which is still important um and then we even do like our one nights and so i have certain people who even are kind of maybe getting back into leadership or are trying out leadership and one nights even the avenue that we use for that of like hey come to one night and let's start there you know and so that's that's edge youth's model of like how it works. Um, but even just kind of siloing in your head, because I think that was early on in ministry, something that was frustrating in developing leaders is that the same expectation for every leader mm-hmm. um, instead of taking like individual personalities and strengths and all of that into account. And I ended up frustrated a lot of yeah. the time. So then I started to realize First of all, I'm not going to compromise my standards for leadership. If people aren't on board with these core things, then this isn't for them. But then I realize, oh, this person's strength is here. This person's strength is here. That you know. Then we get really good at developing leaders. And I, I really feel like this conversation really should be held by Gary and Jimmy more than anybody else because yeah. 
I've seen firsthand with both of them, you know, I've talked about this before, but Gary has always been like the master of developing student leaders to become leaders, to mm-hmm. take the place of those people who either step into other areas of the church or just move away or whatever. And there's never really been a lack of that. Uh, and I don't think it's an accident. And I've had the privilege of like knowing Jimmy for years now and even doing ministry before he moved to Imperial Valley somewhat close to each other and seeing him grind bro and uh just not give up when it was hard and getting creative uh when resource was low right like in those and and i think that there's no better people especially for our listeners who are struggling with like leadership development um because they they didn't create great ministries and great leadership development just because of this like plethora of mm. people signing up and volunteering. Yeah. They were strategic about it and developed students into leaders, found people, and uh, and yeah, they're they're definitely good people to listen to on this yeah. subject. So I'm gonna shut up. No, no, that was great. <laughs> oh, almost broke that glass. <laughs> um, but with that being said, I think Ellie opened this up for like a perfect topic to talk about. And I think this is a question that I think a lot of times youth pastors can struggle with or even um, they just deal with. And that is how often should you train or how often should you meet with your leaders? I think sometimes we can even we can overdo it and we right. burn out our leaders that are all voluntary um, or we can do not do it enough. And there's no like buy in from that. So, I'll, yeah, let's just throw this to Gary and Jimmy on this one. How often should we meet with our leadership team and, and really train them um, in person or on Zoom, wherever your guys are at? Yeah. I, I really think it depends on on the leader. I mean, it's such a seasonal thing. Leaders are. Um, you know, you have leaders, some that last years and some that last just a, a, um, a year even. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've definitely have seen through the years, like I've never, I don't have any leaders that have made it with me, you know, 10 plus years. It's just yeah. life happens. People get married, get jobs or whatever. And so, um, it's constantly changing. And so for me, it's really has a lot to do with the, what leaders that we have at a certain time. And so, um, you know, their maturity, um, so there would be seasons where we would have met with our leaders on a weekly basis after service. Uh, right now, we have a, a more an older leadership team, I would say, a more experienced leadership team. So we're meeting once a month at a, you know, and just kind of going over some different things and mm-hmm. doing some things, spending time together, that type of thing. Um, so it's changed throughout the, the different times and different seasons. And if they're all really young, then I feel this, the responsibility to meet regularly almost you know a couple times a month to, mm. to make sure they're trained and understand um yeah just a, it's a seasonal thing really yeah for me no i think that's great too because i think sometimes we can even get stuck in like a rut where it's like this is the way we've always done it this is the way it needs to stay but no because that's not ministry it kind right. of goes in and out as if it we need to flow like water in a sense with that so I, I love that that's super good what about you though jimmy um i i tend to meet with our leaders once a month kind of like gary was saying mm. i just do that monthly meeting, uh, just kind of go over calendar things. And, um, I do book readings with them. So one of the things that we do is, so in our agenda, we have a Devo time, so we go over a book. And so that's kind of our devotional. Mm. Um, and it's always a leadership book. And so I want them to start thinking that way and, and start seeing things in a different way. Um, and then the other thing that I do is on a weekly basis, right before service, um, I do a leadership kind of minute. So Mm. where, I get a quote that has to do with leadership or youth ministry or anything related. 
um, back it up with the scripture, just go over some points real quick right before service, just to kind of always keep it in their face because I want them to feel the weight yeah. and the burden of the platform um, because a lot of them want the platform without the responsibility mm. and you have to be responsible. Yeah. You have to, you know, follow through with it. You, you're living up to a certain standard. And yeah. so for me, it's, it's my responsibility to set that culture. Right. Mm. Um, and if you don't set that culture of, of excellence and, and being better, um, then you're always going to have this mediocre st- style of, 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 of ministry. And so you always want to be better. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that a lot. Um, I like it a lot. <laughs> my, never mind. That's another story for another time. Um, uh, my dog and my horse were no sorry Keep no <laughs> no it's okay my seventh grade science teacher always said that and i had no idea what it was from. a lot a lot yeah and he was like an old creepy guy and too he said i don't believe in science you <laughs> mystical <laughs> <laughs> wizard oh man <laughs> love it i love it well th- there's one more question i want to ask jimmy and uh, you said it already in the podcast and it was this idea of being consistent in leadership and I really just want you to kind of expand on that. Like, what does being consistent in leadership mean to you? And what does that look like? I think consistent in leadership is just, it goes far beyond just being there on your weekly youth nights. Mm. Yeah, um, you know, you could be present uh, physically, but, you know, are you present spiritually? Con- mm. Are you consistent in that area as well? Are your leaders consistent in that area as well? Um, are you consistent emotionally? You know, are you yeah. meeting the needs of, of, of students? Are you hearing them out? Are you are you present? Um, I think to me, being consistent is it's it's what's going to set the new culture in your ministry, right? Yeah. It's where you want to get to. Um, and like I said earlier, you know, there's a lot of inconsistency in, in in this world, and the last thing they need is an inconsistent view of Jesus because you know their youth pastor or their youth leaders are inconsistent in their lives. Mm. Um, and for me, it's I want people to to go a step further and, and build relationship with students to get to know these students. I want our leaders to be at their games. I yeah. want our leaders to be at their recitals. I want our leaders to be at their swim meets, mm. um, at their graduations. Like they just need to be a part of their lives. Yeah. Um, and the goal isn't that we're just a part of their lives in the season, but that even, you know, after they graduate that, that we still kind of have this relationship. You're kind of growing with people. Yeah. Um, and even like Gary said, yeah, you might not have them there for, you know, uh, years to come as leaders, but I think the values that you instill in people um, and the level of excellence, it goes far beyond ministry mm-hmm. as well, because these individuals will carry that into their workplaces, which makes them more attractive yeah. at that point too. And and I think you're just adding value to an individual when they're under your wing. And and like I said, even earlier, it's, it's they're not there to, you know, we get these people to come under our wings not so that we entertain them, not so that we just have someone to help us out, but they're there because we're called to challenge them. We're called yeah. to grow them. We're called to build them. And great leaders aren't found. They're built. So yeah. it's our responsibility to build great leaders for the future generation mm-hmm. um, because sooner or later, you know, God may call us to something different and they're the ones that are going to follow. Yeah. But if we didn't invest in that in, in the proper way, in the right way, then, you know, Things are gonna fall. Yeah, yeah. Like we said, it's just it is really staying consistently part of their lives, both our leaders and our students, and 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 doing that. But especially when it comes to leaders, when you stay consistently part of their lives, then it just they're gonna 
you know, this, and Elliot talked about having leaders that are close friends, but when you have a group of leaders that buys into who you are, buys into your vision, mm-hmm. and you just do life together, my favorite people in the world are the people that I'm doing ministry with together. Yeah, absolutely. Those are the people that I'm hanging out with. Those are the people I'm um, doing stuff outside of church with. Um, that's kind of our, our, our crew in that sense of, of those are the people that you really do develop these things with. And so I don't want to have leaders that I just see once a, once a week, yeah. you know, I want to consistently be part of each other's lives so that when we're fighting for students lives on Tuesday nights, it's not just a one night event where yeah. we're in, <laughs> in the trenches together <laughs> multiple times during the week, you know? And so there's this trust, there's yeah. this, um, camaraderie, there's this partnership, um, those are all the things you want in leaders in your in your youth ministry. I, I want to add a question onto that because you you said it and it's I we do the same thing. I think all four of us do. Like our leaders that we have, like they are some of our close friends. They are some of the people we hang out with the most. But do you guys feel like you need a a balance when it comes to what you can share with certain leaders of yours that you hang out with? Um, yeah. Or yes. okay, yeah. Let's Absolutely. expand on it. <laughs> yeah. I think you know. Yes, they're your closest friends. They're at your house probably all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're breaking bread and, and you're just having a good old time. But, you know, they're not the people I go to to vent about my frustrations in ministry. Mm. Um, they're not the individuals I'm going, you know, like if I'm having a hard time with my lead pastor, I'm not going to them telling them like, well, you know, I don't agree with this decision that my lead pastor is making. I think that's just being careless. Yeah. Um, I you need to find people who are at your level uh, that also are going to speak into your life. So like this group right here, like I wouldn't have an issue going to you, Charlie, Elliot, Mm -hmm. or Gary and saying, Hey, you know what? I'm struggling in this area with this decision. My lead pastor is making, but I would never go down uh, and tell them that. While they're still your leaders, they're still your friends. They're still in your community. You can't take off your pastor hat. Mm, yeah. yeah, you there have you to go. leave it on, even yeah. because they're part of your church, and and that's okay. We we are pastoring our leaders as well, and mm. they do see us as a pastoral person in their life, hopefully, and and so we can't do that. But it is key that we do have, um, you know, those people. So I would say, you know, you definitely there there is a a. a you never stop being a pastor. Yeah. And so while you can be all those other things too, I can be friends with people and still have my pastor hat on. I can have fun and and build camaraderie, but there's times when there's stuff going on in my life that there is a certain group that I can take the hat off and be real with as far as my personal problems or Mm -hmm. my personal frustrations that it isn't probably good to share with your leadership team. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Complain about our lead pastors on In the Trenches. If you guys start writing in, <laughs> we will read your complaints about your lead pastors. We can play guess guess which youth pastor this is and anonymously. <laughs> guess which lead pastor this is. <laughs> Dude, I'm about that. We need to add something like Some that into spice. it. Let's yeah. try it with a little spice. <laughs> Man, well... This is a good conversation today. And I know we've done leadership podcasts before, leadership episodes before, but I think this one's a really cool one. As Jimmy, you were even sharing just the idea of training leaders, not just being a leader or what that can look like, but how do we train our leaders? And I think that was a very good and just healthy conversation. So, And if you're interested in leadership, have we got the session for you May 1st? Again, just a reminder, be at lead local here at Cornerstone Christian Fellowship, we have Gary Garcia, Matt Harder, 
Jake Fuquay, Justin Knowles, as well as just a good time to connect with other youth pastors. Make sure that you're there. Jimmy Gomez already told me he is 100% coming. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's on the pod, so it has to happen. He told me earlier at lunch, I don't know, man. But now he has to come. So. Yeah, you threw it out there. It's Be a lead down. local, May 1st. You can register on their instagram or yeah yeah we'll put a uh, link on our instagram we'll put one on ours but i would encourage guys to come we have some great speakers coming out and it really is just another opportunity for youth pastors to build a relationship with each other build camaraderie um talk about about our lead pastors (laughs) amen (laughs) get some training and all that goes with that so uh, it's a good price it includes food and uh and i just found out today that um uh Joseph Kellogg with uh, oh, Feed Youth feed. Ministry is um, going to be there. He's coming. And Dude, he's, we've uh, started doing that for our small groups, um, and I'm not sure how it's going, but yeah. I will <laughs> let you know. But it's a great resource, and it's completely free, um, and you don't have to like come up with curriculum, make it, and they do a good job. It seems really good. Yeah, you've heard us talk about Feed before on the podcast, and they're actually their group's coming in and going to do some free training and, nice. and talking through some of the stuff that they're creating, which is awesome stuff. Yeah, That's sweet. So just don't miss it. Yeah. It's going to be great. It and is. if you're not there, I'll be sad. It's going to be a great time. I can't wait for it. We're bringing a team down, too, for it, so it'll be fun. I feel like we need a commitment from Jimmy online right yeah, now. Charlie, like give me, can, give me the, <laughs> can you someone give an interpretation for that? No, Jimmy, uh, <laughs> don't get struck by lightning. Uh, oh, man. Jimmy, it just clicked in my head what you said. Jimmy, <laughs> will you be at Lead Local May 1st? Yes or no? I'll do my best. Uh, <laughs> dude, that's a great answer. That's a great we'll answer. We'll get tacos. Oh, he's there. He's coming. <laughs> Say what? King Tacos. <laughs> King Tacos after, bro? Come on. Sponsored by King Taco himself. Yeah, exactly. We he can said make it feed? happen. <laughs> oh, feed youth ministry. Never mind. <laughs> feed these calves. Amen. Um, but Jimmy, dude, thank you so much for being on the podcast today, thank man. Thank you for so allowing me to be man. a part of thank it, man. You. Of course, of course. Um, Elliot, it's always a pleasure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gary, thank you. Yep. And if you guys have Charlie, any qu- thank you. Anytime, yeah. anytime. You know, I just noticed that listening. Mm-hmm. You always are thanking everybody. No one says thank you to you. I appreciate thank it, you, bro. Charlie. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, if you guys have any questions about what was said today, go ahead and give us a follow on Instagram at SoCal Youth Pastors, and you can go ahead and DM us there, and we'd love to connect, and we'd love to talk with you, but if we don't see you there or talk to you there, we'd love to see you at Lead Local May 1st. It's going to be a great time, but other than that, we will catch you on the next the flop. The flippity flop. <laughs>